Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Oh, well, good morning, good morning, everyone. Today we are coming back with another amazing episode of your Top 10 for Geek Vibes Live. This episode is the first episode that we have for the upcoming 2019 year. Well, not upcoming, we are in 2019, so this is what we're going to be looking forward to, to reiterate, this is the top 10 things that we are looking forward to most in 2019. Um, I am opening that up to movies, television shows, conventions, whatever you guys are looking forward to. We've got a lot going on in 2019. Ryan himself has a lot going on, because I can hear him packing, because he's going on a vacation soon. Ryan, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, last week, I'm really pissed I missed it because I really wanted to be on last week. But, you know, shit happens. Life comes into play. But I'm just glad I'm back for the first episode of 2019. You know, better get up in this biatch. Exactly, exactly. Listen, we miss you, Ryan, but you're here now, and that's what's important. And joining us today as well, we have Brittany. Brittany, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm just, uh, if I sound weird or snuffly, it's just the sinus junk. Yeah, everyone You know, uh, Kevin was supposed to join us today, and unfortunately he's sick <laughs> as well. I just feel like that's what's kind of going on right now. Uh, so if you're sick and listening to this, thank you for joining us. Again, we have Ryan and Brittany. I am Tia, your host. We're doing the top ten, what we're looking forward to most in 2019. So let's kind of get right into this for number ten. I'm going to shoot it over to Ryan. What are you looking forward to most in 2019? All right, all right, all right. I, I, I'm assuming y'all already know this, but Avengers Endgame. I'm not going to try and do movies for all my picks, but there's some events and, and uh, other things I'm looking out for. But, you know, it's got to be Avengers Endgame. Brittany, I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about Infinity War, but I treat it like Jesus' baby is Jesus. Like, it's the God of all gods. It's my favorite movie of all time. I wouldn't say all time, <laughs> but it's definitely up there. Every top ten, i got to, like, mention it somehow. And this is my way to mention it in this one because Avengers Endgame – is going to be amazing. Someone's going to die. Someone's going to live. Someone's going to take over the MCU. I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> Captain Marvel. But I, it's going to be <laughs> fucking great. And the movie's supposed to be three hours long. I don't mind sitting in a movie theater for three hours watching the Avengers do your, do their thing. So I don't know about you guys. But I'm, I'm excited as hell for the movie. The Russo brothers really put us on like a cliffhanger of how they're going to get the people that disappeared come back yada, 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 and I don't know, it's just going to be a good time. 
I completely agree with you, Ryan. Avengers Endgame. First of all, as you said, let's keep mentioning Avengers Infinity War every time because it was the movie of 2018. I can't remember the last time that I sat in a movie theater and everyone was just stunned at the end, and it was a good thing, even though we were all crying internally. So Avengers Endgame is just going to... Um, really compliment that. The Russo brothers have already prepared us that for the heartbreak that we're going to get in Endgame. We thought that Infinity War was crazy. Endgame is going to be even crazier. So um, I, complete, I, I love that you started out strong. I definitely thought this was going to probably be the number one, but this is the top ten list, and we're going to start off the list in extremely strong with Avengers Endgame, Brittany, how excited are you for Avengers Endgame? I am very excited because as Tia knows, being like a Thanos like apologist where you're like, he's my favorite out of all of them. Like, you know, it Marvel, you know, they said that they struggled so hard with like a villain problem, but I think I think they got him. I think they got the villain they all wanted. So I'm very excited. I'm excited to see, like, everybody come back. I just really want to know if Captain America and Tony Stark are actually going to die this time and make way. But I'm also hoping, like, there was, like, a theory that if Captain America just somehow gets it back to the past, lives his life, I'd be cool with that. So there's just so many theories floating around for it. I just want to see what's going to come out as actually true and, like, uh, Ryan said it's like I'm excited to see uh, Captain Marvel like in all her glory coming in to save the day. Um, I'm sorry, Brittany. I know that you're a little bit of a uh, Thanos apologist, but Thanos is definitely going to get his ass by Captain Marvel, and Ant-Man is going to be the unlikely hero of the day. <laughs> <laughs> If Kevin was on right now, he would be oh so mad at us for even mentioning the idea of Tony Stark dying. But I have to say, guys, I really don't think that it's going to end too well. No one, listen, as much of a Captain America fan as I am, no one wants to see, you know, Tony Stark happier than I do because he's the man who started it all. He, everything started with Iron Man. He deserves it. He's engaged to Pepper. He wants his son. Him and Spider-Man have this whole father-son relationship going on that I would love to see continue. But unfortunately, the Russo brothers are on the track of making this almost a Shakespearean-type experience for us. I think that Tony Stark is most likely going to die among other people. But that is a conversation, I guess, for another time. We can keep going on and on and on about all our theories for Avengers Endgame, such as um, they had reshoots going on. And I think that that could also be a factor of who's going to die. So Ryan's pick for number 10, Avengers Endgame, is a perfect way to start off what we're looking forward to most in 2019. I'm going to shoot over for number nine. Brittany, do you got a choice for us? Yes, uh, Glass, coming out this month. 
I'm very excited about because I've watched Split, watched Unbreakable, which too was like crazy at the end of Split when you're like, oh gosh, it's all tied together. Like I'm so excited for it that they're the closest movie theaters in a town that we absolutely hate, and we're gonna make the special little drive there just so that we could see that movie. I've I've checked the date like a million times. Like okay, January 18th, January 18th, which like which I'm sure is going to show up at the same top ten, you know, Punisher comes around that time. So I'm like, oh, which one? I got I got to do both. I got to stay up all night, watch Punisher, watch uh, watch Glass. But I don't know. I'm just excited. I like the whole concept of like that. There's heroes, but nobody believes them. You know, it's like Kevin Wendell Crumb coming back and Mr. Glass and. Uh, I always forget <laughs> the whole thing is I do forget the other guy's name though. I always forget it in it. Uh the guy uh, Bruce Willis's character. Oh, David Dunn. Um, yeah, I always forget his name and I don't know why and that makes me feel like not a true fan, but but I, I forget it. But no, I'm very well, excited for it. I I'm ready for it to come out. I, I wanna be the first person there. Well, just like Ryan has to mention Avengers Infinity War whenever he can, I should have expected you to say Glass, Brittany, because I know how utterly excited you are for this movie. Um, When I was even sitting down trying to think of what I wanted to pick for this list, I didn't even think about this movie, but they are really in full form for the uh, the promotion for this movie with everything that's going on. It's kind of insane that we have this little M. Night Shyamalan extended universe going on. I did hear that this is probably going to be like the last one in this little realm that he's building, but it's going to be a good one. you got Samuel Jackson, Bruce Willis and James McAvoy all coming together. It's going to be a great movie. Ryan, um, are you excited to go see Glass? Uh, I'm really excited to see it because personally, I'm one of those people with uh, Unbreakable. I thought it was an okay movie. I'm not like one of those followers that hard to like, oh my God, this movie's fantastic, yada, yada, yada. I thought the movie was good. But then when uh, Split came out, that's when I, that's the movie I diehearded over. That movie was really good, and I enjoyed the ever-living crap out of it. When the movie came out, I was very hesitant about it because M. Night Shyamalan hasn't had the best track record in a, in a, in a hot minute. So I, w- I was a little bit nervous about it. But then when the movie actually came out, boy, was I wrong. I've never been so – like, it's one of the best January release movies of – the, the 2010s, at least. M. Night Shyamalan has been on a track record going well between that and I think it's The Visitor in the House, one of the two. That, that's the name of the visit. With, the title is with the two siblings visiting their grandparents and finding out they're not their grandparents. But he's been on a track record. The movie looks really good. But, I don't know, there's something with the movie that I'm afraid that's going to happen, but I'm still really excited to see it. I'm afraid that there's going to be a misstep with the movie. I don't know what that misstep is, but I feel like there's going to be a misstep with it. Um, it's funny. I wanted to point this out. You said Die Hard, and I kind of thought it was that on purpose since Bruce Willis said <laughs> <in the> movie. <laughs> or 
apparently just Bruce Willis just embodies the whole die hard persona. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but I think that Glass is going to be good just because with the talent that they have, I don't see how it couldn't. If they tried to make one after this, it would feel a little bit like they're pushing it too much. But I think Glass is going to be a solid movie. I can't believe that comes out in only, what, two weeks? Holy shit. For I thought weeks, that came yeah. out like late. Wow. I thought that only came, I thought that came out later in 2019. So in a few weeks, we're definitely going to get a review by Brittany, right? <laughs> right. I would say 12 more days. 12 more days. <laughs> 12 more days. Um, by the way, I just wanted to take a quick break. Ryan, you saw Escape Room recently. It, can you give us like a little yeah. quick lowdown of how that was? So, uh, Escape Room started off strong, but actually kind of messed it up for itself at the end. Because it, I'm not going to spoil it, but it does one of those things where it shows you the end of the movie, and then right as something happens, it goes all the way to the beginning of the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Oh, that's strange. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, it didn't ruin the whole experience, but I thought the movie was actually really cool. I thought they did a pretty decent job, but when the movie started falling flat for me, when they started, like, revealing all their past, because each room is some sequentially made for each person in there. And I actually dig how they made a pretty decent movie off of a trending event in society with escape rooms. That's one thing I never thought they'd be making a movie about, if I'm being honest. And they so obviously bluntly set up a sequel for the movie that it kind of almost just shoves it in your face, telling you to go see the next movie when it comes out. The acting was pretty decent, and... I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I feel like this is going to be one of those guilty pleasure movies for me. Because this movie definitely could have, for, not forfeited, but uh, it could have gone with an R rating. But I feel like this is that type of movie that should have appealed to a broader audience of teenagers simply because of the fact that it's a, an escape room. And I feel like they did good in that sense, but I feel like they could have benefited from an R rating at the same time. But at the end, the movie was good. I found entertainment in it. I know there's some reviewers that enjoyed the first half, but then they fell off at the second half. I can see where they came from, but I don't think I necessarily fell off as much as I did as they did. Uh, I thought each room was very unique, and that's what it had going for them. They definitely made each room pretty interesting. I went into each room thinking, well, oh, shit, that's kind of interesting. Um. Other than that, I, I suggest if you guys have nothing to do during your school breaks or your holiday breaks or a weekend, you have nothing to do, I definitely recommend go see this movie. And there is one more issue is the chick that they have in all the trailers and what the chick they have in the promotional posters is not the main girl. They try to make her out to be the main girl, but she's not. And I guess you can say you'll be shocked at who the main person is. But other than that, good movie. Not the best um, character development because they make everyone out to be an asshole for some reason. Um, <laughs> so if you have nothing better to do, I suggest you go see it. It is a good movie. For January release, I am thoroughly impressed, too. I was actually going to mention that when you guys mentioned uh, Glass. Is It comes out in January. And these past few Januaries, 
they've been coming out with some bangers, and I feel like this is a really good movie that deserves credit where credit is due. Yeah, I mean, I was just a little shocked when I saw that they were making a movie, as you said, based off of a trend right now, and not to kind of get super yeah. serious, but I saw this I saw this news article that apparently, like, five girls died recently in an escape room that yeah, caught on fire. fire. Ooh, yeah, ooh, I, I was like... And they all went oh, for, like, a man. birthday party, too. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it, so that was just a little, that's why I kind of wanted to touch upon that. Um, but I'm looking forward to your review, Ryan, about this. So for a January release, uh, yep. Escape Room. Um, so we are starting off super strong with this. I uh, was going to kind of push this this choice a little further uh, forward into the list, but I'm just going to say since now we're talking about January releases, obviously the Punisher season two is going to be my number eight yep. choice for, yeah, I mean, coming out Called on it. the same day as, <laughs> coming out on the same day as Brittany says that Glass is coming out, we have the Punisher in what, 13 days, 12 days? I mean, it was insane that, and obviously we know what's going on with Netflix and Marvel, but it was crazy to see only about a month ago that they were saying that in January uh, the Punisher Season 2 was coming out. We still don't even have really a legitimate trailer for the show. But, that, you know, honestly, that's okay with me. That's perfectly fine because I don't, I, personally, I don't need a trailer. Because on January 18th, I'm going to sit my happy ass down in front of the TV mm-hmm. screen and binge watch The Punisher Season 2. I was ecstatic for The Punisher Season 1. I think I was even telling Kanan that I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch really? a few episodes. Yeah, I'm serious. God. I woke up super early just to watch a few episodes before I had to head out to work because I could not wait. The way they ended things in the Punisher season one, I know that's just like we are the fans and this is what we look forward to. Frank Castle just kicking ass the whole uh, turnout with Billy Russo and what they're doing. And I'm sorry, I don't care that his face doesn't look comic book authentic. Everyone wants his face to look like how it did and Punisher Warzone, but that's just not realistic. And they have already established that they are trying to really go for realism in this show at the very least. We have plastic surgery. They have to stay authentic to the wounds when Frank Castle used uh, Billy Russo's face like a cheese grater. We have to stay authentic. (laughs) We have to stay authentic to that. He's not going to look crazy with a bunch of stitches going around his face. And as Ben Barnes kind of was going into it, he was saying that this is going to be a psychological jigsaw with him trying to put together the pieces of his mind because he is dealing with some memory loss, brain damage, and from what I've read, he's going to really be blaming Frank Castle for what happened to him and almost really not understand why it happened to him. And that's just going to be really freaking interesting. I'm so, so, so excited for the Punisher season two. I don't even want to talk about what Netflix is going to pull like a month after the release. I don't even give a shit. It's going to be 
amazing. We already saw how great Daredevil Season 3 was. The Punisher Season 2 is going to kick ass. And I'm definitely going to put this over to Brittany because I know that she's just as excited as I am for this season. I would say, like, if it's anything like Punisher Season 1, it's like I finished the entire series in, like, what, like half a day? Like, I have just woke up at four along with Tia because we were like, well, halfway because we had a bet because she said, I bet you won't watch it before me. I know how you are. So I watched that sucker. I watched it continuously through, no breaks. I, I even, like, I took a shower and I, like, set up the phone on the corner of, like, the shower so I could watch it. Like, it was that good. And so I will... I'm just... I'm sorry, I will interrupt and say that I had to go to work. If I didn't have to go to work, I would have finished that shit. <laughs> but That's go on, go on, go on. Me. <laughs> but, uh, Brittany, what no. Are you, it, what, I'm sorry, what are you what most you excited for season two? Well, I was going to say, like, the big thing is, you know, Frank. I want to see more of, like, Karen and Frank together. I want to, I, I want her to come back for it. I, I feel like if this is going to be the last season, if they're about to cancel it, I, I want the, like, the, at least something with Karen. Maybe a little, like, admitting of feelings. Maybe a little silent admitting. But I don't know. But I guess what I'm most excited for is just, like, the continuation of the story. Because I feel like since The Punisher was introduced in Daredevil Season 2, it's been such, like, a a character development for him, but, like, in a good, realistic way. Because it's like you had him in in Season 2 of Daredevil, where he was just, like, basically a killing machine, which he is. You know, not much thought put into it. Just, like, pure anger and hurt from his family. You know, it's very fresh. And then you had Punisher Season 1, where he's a little more put together, but still reeling from the loss. He's having a lot of hurt and comfort. So I feel like in Season 2, it's, like, going to be Frank in his prime. Like, very, like, I guess a little more uh, put together for it, but, like, in the best of ways. If that makes sense. I mean, in the teasers for The Punisher Season 2, Frank is pretty much saying, let me be who I am. And I am so looking forward to this. As you said, Brittany, the development that we've seen in Frank Castle's character from Daredevil Season 2 to what we have right now is really just this really epic journey of character development and it really seems to only go but up as opposed to and listen I freaking loved Daredevil season three but we can all admit Matt has Matt Murdoch had this moment where he almost went down you know he was pushing everyone away he was down on himself and so he had almost a roller coaster of a journey and Frank Castle seems to have only been going up in his journey and that is just going to be so epic to watch. Ryan, what are you looking forward to most in The Punisher Season 2? So I'm kind of glad you mentioned uh, Billy Russo's face. So I don't and I do have a problem with it. I really, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to say even say I wish they didn't, but I'm not going to say I wish they did go for um the, like, Warzone look, 
Because that, dude, that look is fucking crazy. And it's gnarly, and I loved it. That was the one thing from that movie that I really enjoyed, other than all the blood. But, so I was reading an article, I think I mentioned it on Twitter to you, Tia, but they also yeah. wanted, since they wanted to take a more psychological approach, his name is based off his mind and not his face, which I found a little mm-hmm. bit more interesting. And they they go on to explain that his mind is a jigsaw puzzle and that it's not his face this time, and his face is just to show the memory of what happened to his mind. And I thought that was really, um, I wouldn't say amusing, but it was fascinating to the point where I'm on board with it. And I saw that little clip they they um, released with his mask on, and just watching it, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm on board. It's done. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm so excited for this this show. And yeah. I don't I know. Mean, the first season was really good, but is microchip micro in this season? I don't know. I feel like one of you knows micro so. is in this season. That's I what don't I was think thinking. he is. Yeah. I think he's just uh, showing out with his no, family. There's been no promotion like, for it. I know you guys are going to hate me for this before, before you say anything. Oh, no. But I don't like Karen Page. Uh, I keep Karen he said to me, I'm hanging up. Show. <laughs> I'm done. I, I don't like Karen I, Page, and I wish she died in Daredevil. No! I found her oh, so Ryan. annoying in season three. I, I almost couldn't stand her. And I was really hoping they'd make a season four to kill her off. I oh, thought Ryan. we could be friends. And, and and John, I mean, uh, Frank can do so much better. John. John. Uh, oh, John. I, I was going to say John Bernthal. Don't judge me. <laughs> but, like, Frank Castle can do so much better than her. That's mine. Like, uh, what's her um, name? Uh, the FBI, uh, Madani. I don't see Madani. Yeah, I don't like Madani either. I don't see Madani and Frank Castle having something. They have a working relationship. Um, and maybe <laughs> they'd have like a maybe they'd have like a quickie just because Frank like needs that or something like that. But I don't see them yeah, in an actual relationship relationship. But, or maybe, I don't know. But, but you know, I, I didn't much care for her anyway, so. I know you did. I like Madani. I'm, like, in the minority that actually, she was like, right. legitimately like Madani. I don't know. I didn't think that she was as she bad as everyone, like. <laughs> you know what? In her, in her oh, I'm career, sorry. she, she kind of has like to she be. she was going to stick up her ass. I know, but she chose that career, so she, she knows. I liked her better she, at the end. She needed yeah, that, to be how she was. Cop from season three of Daredevil. What was his name? Like the main cop guy that died at the end? Oh, uh, Nadim. Oh. I love Nadim. Yeah, Nadim. That was me with him. It, like the first six episodes, I wasn't digging it. But then when him and Daredevil started working together is when I started liking him more. Liking him more. Yeah, my mom actually just, like, recently finished Daredevil season three, and she's like, I really was hoping that Nadine would live. And I'm like, me too. But he kind of had this, like, really, you know, tragic ending. But um, 
going back didn't you to interview Punisher, that actor? I did, I did. There you go, a little plug here. I did interview Jay Ali, who played Nadim in Daredevil Season 3. So uh, that was actually a great interview. Um, definitely something to watch, but not watch. Listen, my bad, guys. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Punisher Season 2 is going to be awesome. I just wanted to, before we moved on, touch upon a little what Ryan said. Him and I were speaking on Twitter about Billy Russo's face and the psychological approach that they're going to take in it. You know, the look for Warzone work within that movie. I don't think it would work in The Punisher Season 2. And as you said, with that mask, that mask was is creepy as shit. People are, like, mocking it. I'm like, no, this is creepy as hell. I'm so on board with it. Can't wait. January 18th is going to be a crazy day. Glass is coming out. And the Punisher season two is coming out. So super, super, super excited. Moving on, we're going to go to our number seven, which is going to shoot back over to Ryan. What are you looking forward to? All right. All right. I never thought I'd say this. Shazam, a DC movie. Oh, man. God. <laughs> um, what, what? You have home with Shazam? How is no, no, no. Shazam? I'm excited for it. Okay. Well, I'm so excited for this movie. You don't understand. When they dropped the first trailer at Comic-Con, I literally, like, busted out of my shell almost. DC just haven't had the best track record. Even Aquaman, I don't think it's the greatest movie ever. I don't think it earns, should earn more than, like, one a billion dollars. It was fine, in my opinion. Nothing more, nothing less. The only, like, really redeeming part was Jason Momoa and Black Manta as the villain. I didn't like Orm as the villain that much. He was kind of dumb, in my opinion. But that's not the point. But, like, I feel like DC has, like, a real winner on their hands with Shazam. Shazam just looks like a really fun, lighthearted movie. And they've been talking about the next trailer coming out. And they've been talking about the seven deadly sins being, like, the bad guys along with uh, Dr. Savannah. And I just can't wait for the trailer. I love Zachary Levi. He was amazing in Chuck and uh, Heroes. Like the Heroes reboot, the Heroes Reborn series for like 13 episodes. He's such a good guy. I don't know. He's got one of those faces that you can just open up to. And this movie just looks so fun. It's got the kid from It. I like the kid who plays, um, not Billy Russo. Is it Billy Russo? No, not Billy Russo. Um, Um... the kid who plays Shazam, like the kid version of him. You guys know who I'm talking about, but um, I, I don't know. The movie just looks like a fun time. You, oh, no, man. I'm just so lost of words because I can't wait for April. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So what you heard, Brian, was a, uh exclamation of excitedness. I just finished the Amazon Prime show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and the second season had Zachary uh, the second season had Zachary Levi as a reoccurring character in it, and it got me just so much more excited for Shazam. I was like, I love this guy. He's so cool. I mean, it really just, at first when I heard the whole, because, you know, I wasn't utter, overly familiar with 
the character in the comic book sense, but when I saw the first trailer and I'm seeing all of the teasers for it and we're getting the information for the new trailer that's going to come out, oh my God, it looks so good. It definitely looks like what DC needs right now and to have Zachary Levi putting him in the forefront, he's like so super bulky in it, but with that bright red costume and he really is like kind of embodying the mindset of a 15-year-old just in this really adult-looking body. I think it's going to be hilarious. It's completely meta. It has all these references to all the other superheroes that live within the DCEU. It's going to be really just a fun time, and I I really predict it doing very well in the box office. Um, Brittany, how do you feel about Shazam? By the way, I just always want to... I just always want to shout out Shazam every time, every time. <laughs> That'd be no, so that's cool why I was that. like, that's why I started laughing when he first said it, because it was his sheer excitement. I wasn't like, oh no, type noise. It was just like, I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing on the inside. But no, I'm excited for it. It too, because, you know, growing up watching Justice League and, you know, you have Shazam and everything, but it, one, I was excited for it because I saw the trailer for it while uh, going to watch Aquaman with my dad, and my dad absolutely loves Marvel and DC, and it's like, even if they're awful, he still loves them, and so it gets <laughs> me to appreciate the movies that, like, maybe before I wouldn't be like, ah, and so when we saw Shazam, he was really excited for it, and I was like, you know what, this is going to be good. It looks good, you know, the, the CGI and everything actually, like, I know it sounds weird, but, like, it actually looks good. While all the other ones are kind of like, ah, is it going to translate well to screen? Probably because it doesn't have as much need for, like, all the special effects in it as much. But uh, I'm also excited because uh, isn't there an iteration of, like, Shazam where, uh, where like, he's multiple children that become Yeah, like the Shazam family. They they have like they have like their own version of the Flash family. It's really weird. <laughs> like um, like the, I see the cripple, like the cripple yeah. kid in the trailer becomes a Shazam pretty much. Because like at some point I was in the like, comic. Yeah. I just wanted it to be where the one kid did it because like I had watched I think a movie or uh, a cartoon or one where they all become like collectively combined become one. And I was like, I don't want them to do that this time. So when I saw it was just one, I was like, yes, okay, I'm all on board. I'm ready for it. Uh, Well, we're getting uh, an iteration of the Shazam family in Shazam. That's what I've read. So we're definitely going to see other Shazams in this. But obviously, Zachary Levi's is going to be the main. It's, It's a great a great choice, and I really am liking that we're moving into an era that we're becoming excited for DC movies again. Uh, I know that there are some diehard DCEU fans out there. Unfortunately, I am not one of them. I like the MCU. I like previous previous (laughs) DC movies, but as far as the DCEU, I'm sorry, they have really fallen short, and we're probably going to get some flack even saying that right now but listen it's okay we can move forward we got shazam we're we're doing it we're going forward it's going to be awesome so ryan great choice for number seven as shazam i'm going to shoot it over 
to Brittany, what is your number six, what you're looking forward to? Well, I feel like it's, like, one of my number ones and what I'm most excited for, but New York Comic Con. I'm going for the convention. I, I don't okay. know. We, I, we put that in. <laughs> I would just say, because I'm, I'm excited because, you know, New York Comic Con is the first and basically the only convention I've ever gone to, but for me it was such like an eye open. Well, actually, no, I went to Comic Con Life, but that's that's tiny here in Arkansas compared but uh, I don't know. I love getting to see everybody dress up, all the new releases, where they're talking about them, what they're expecting from new shows coming out, getting to see like the actors up close and personal, just the general environment of it. And you know, it's near and dear to me because that's when I go and see Tia because we try to see each other twice a year. And it's like when I come to New York, it's normally during New York Comic Con. So generally. It's just all together what I'm most excited for for the year. Even out of the movies, even out of the TV shows, out of everything coming out, I'm most excited for Comic-Con. Basically, I'm wrapped up in the number six package just for viewers and listeners to know this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm going to take Com- it. <laughs> Near Comic-Con is just, I do not understand how it is not more... Um, hyped up and promoted and for what it is. Everyone talks about San Diego Comic-Con. So many celebrities go to San Diego Comic-Con. But this is New York. This is New York. And we have such a massive convention that they had to move some of it to Madison Square Garden because there was simply not enough room in the Jacob Javits Center for this. So New York New York Comic-Con is just great. They, we had a lot of panels this past Comic-Con. There was Gotham, uh, The Gifted. There was just so many to name off. It really is just a great time for fans, for upcoming things. It's really, as, as soon as any New York Comic-Con comes, and I'm always just excited for the next one. I just want to speed up the year almost to go see it again. I can't wait to see what is going to be promoted and what's going to be teased in this upcoming New York Comic Con. It may seem like it's far away, but the time is going to fly before it's time to buy the tickets, which everyone knows who's ever gone to New York Comic Con. It is a stressful and anxiety-riddled day, the day that you have to buy your tickets online. Uh, definitely take a seat and have a drink or something because that is a stressful time. Ryan, have you ever been to New York Comic Con, our resident Manhattanite? Yes, yeah, so I live right across the street from Madison Square Garden. Go figure, right? <laughs> so I was trying to figure out why the fuck this year, I was trying to figure out, or last year technically, I was trying to figure out why the fuck is every single person dressed up. Well, goddamn. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck me. Really? My whole thing just sucks. Bro, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. I, gotta, I gotta send you guys a picture real quick. Uh, uh, Ryan's having um, technical difficulties here. No, not even technical. This, this shit is pretty straightforward. Oh, motherfucker. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We're having uh, a maybe, crisis. Uh, now, like, Tia, okay, send it to Brittany, because 
Oh Where are you gosh. sending it to? On uh, on Slack? Uh, or on, uh, on Slack, yeah. I was just sitting down and this picture just happened. So I might have to mute myself for like a good 10 minutes. Oh my God, I can't believe this shit just happened. Oh boy. Uh, that looks uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, my whole right lamp now. Fell. My whole fucking lamp fell. Oh boy. Oh, mother. <laughs> I really hope I don't start a fire up in this bitch. <laughs> That'd be no fires are good. All right, get, you guys keep talking. Give give me a, give me a hot second. Give me a hot second. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna let Ryan do his thing right now. But Brittany, uh, number six for New York Comic Con is a fantastic choice because. That's just the place to freaking be, honestly, I feel like. And as he says, we have a lot of fun at that. Brittany, is that, Brittany tell us what you're going to be at this year's New York Comic Con. Oh, I'm wanting to uh, cosplay as Captain Marvel. I was like, I know there's going to be a lot of them. But I was like, the one time where, where I'm like, I don't have to change my hair color. And I don't have to really do anything but curl it. I was like, I can do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna embody it. My only Can thing I tell is you like, that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the only awkward part of New York Comic Con is actually trying to get there. And like, once you get into Times Square, it's not bad because everybody's dressed up. But the, that initial ride, that initial ride is a little rough. I look at you everyone know, so fucking weirdly on the train. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> It, it, you know, I, I honestly don't care. I don't know what it is in me. I just don't have that, like, bone in my body that cares. I walk from my apartment to the, to the subway or the train, whatever. I'm sorry, the Metro North. I walk over to the Metro North in costume, and I don't care because I live in an area of Yonkers where, believe me, there is weirder shit than someone dressing up in cosplay. That's just well, the truth of fucking it. crazy weird. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah, so I don't mind at all. I'm going to try to cosplay as the Wasp for this year just because, like, that costume in Ant-Man and the Wasp is so freaking awesome that I just want to, like, totally embody her. I can. I have the brown hair. I can put it up in a ponytail. And when we're walking around, dying because of the heat, because there's so many people, it'll be okay if I kind of look sweaty because she kind of looks sweaty from fighting in the movie. So it works out. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, number six for near Comic Con, great choice, Brittany. Um, I'm gonna go over before I take the number five spot. So again. We are counting down what we're looking forward to most in 2019. Number 10 is Avengers Endgame. Number 9 is Glass. Number 8 is The Punisher Season 2. Number 7 is Shazam. Number 6 is New York Comic Con. I'm going to take number 5. This may not be as well known as um, a series that you guys are going to know, but I just wanted to kind of mention it. So the series is called Hannah, 
And it's going to be on Amazon Prime, and it is uh, based off of the 2011 movie with the same name of it. And it has Joel Kinnaman and Marielle Enos in it. And for those who were fans, the two of them played uh, side-by-side each other in AMC's The Killing. And I really enjoyed seeing the two of them work together, obviously, in that show. They were on the same side, but in Hannah, it is all about the fact that Joel Kinnaman is going to play a father to this kind of like government experiment baby who he raises and trains as like some sort of master crazy assassin. And then later on in life, once the kid becomes like a teenager or something, Marielle Enos is going to play a CIA agent that's going to be tracking them down. And it's just going to be kind of this uh, really crazy um, government conspiracy type of show that I'm just going to look forward to, not only because it has Joel Kinnaman and Marielle Enos getting back together in a show together, but Joel Kinnaman, I don't know if you guys know this, is a uh, blue belt in martial arts. So just anytime seeing him, (laughs) uh, anytime seeing him in a, physical capacity where he has to fight. I think he does it really well because he knows the moves and he can move a little easier than those who have never had any training. So again, I know this is probably a show that none of you or neither of you have heard of, but they did just uh, release a small little trailer for it. Not trailer, a small little teaser for it. And I've been keeping up with it on Instagram and Twitter. So I'm excited. I'm going to put number five as Amazon Prime's Hannah. And uh, Brittany, have I told you about this show at all? You haven't, but I feel like, uh, like you know, you said, oh, I'm wrapped up in New York Comic Con. I'm like, I feel like, what are you excited for for 2019? Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I think absolutely I was like, uh, no, I hadn't heard of it, but it sounds good. I feel like it's something I would definitely watch, especially with, like, what did you say? What is Hannah? Like, the the character. Well, the girl, the, his daughter, yeah. who has been trained as this, like, assassin, she's Hannah. That's what, like, the show is centered around, is this daughter that he's going to have who is pretty much needs to be kept from the government because they are looking for her, and that's the whole reason why Marielle Enos, you know, Brittany from The Killing, she played Lyndon. So so she's going to be the one who is trying to go after Hannah, and Joel Kinnaman's character, Eric, is going to have to help defend against her. So we're it's not going to be like The Killing. We're going to see these two work together. They are going to be opposite each other, enemies, but it's still going to be great. I feel like I can be into it. I feel like I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, are you available right now, or are you still uh, dealing with your problems? No, no, yeah, there? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just trying to figure out how to clean this shit up because I got nothing to clean it up with. So I'm just sitting above it thinking while you guys are talking. But, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you heard at all of Hannah? No, actually, I just looked it up. But I heard of the movie, but honestly, the movie just didn't interest me. I'm not one for those, like, 
child prodigy or child something like a child destiny type of movie or TV show. It's just like never really been my thing. But I, I know you're gonna tell Twitter how it is, and if you like it, I might check it out. Yeah, you know, it's not Joe Kinnaman child... is like one of those guys with me. What'd you say? Joel Kinnaman is like one of those guys for me. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like I, it's not either even really good or just really bad. It, it it's not <laughs> even the child prodigy aspect of it. It is literally the fact that Joel Kinnaman and Muriel Enos are reuniting for this show. And as you said, like Joel Kinnaman, he either kills it or you know he's in things that are just like not that great. But I think from what we saw in say like Alter Carbon. I think he does well in series. So I'm just interested in seeing how this show is filmed, how the pacing is, the character development. Um, I'm just looking forward to it. So that's why I want to put it as my number five. Um, I'm going to shoot over for number four. It's back to you, Ryan. What's your choice for number four? All right, all right, all right. I don't, I don't think you all ready for this because I sure shit wasn't ready for this. But, no. but I'm going to have to say the movie Rocket Man. Do any of you know what that movie is? Really? Uh, based on... The film um, with Elton John? Yes, yeah. really? Yes. Okay. Yes. After seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, it made me that much more excited for it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a huge Elton John fan, because I'm not. I like a few of his songs, but after watching the Queen biopic movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, I, I'm just curious to see what they're going to do with the, with uh, Elton John, and I really like Karen Egerton. Wasn't really that good in Robin Hood, but I'm going to let it slide for the Kingsman movies. But other than that, I'm really, I don't really know much other than he has, is a gay man. That's all I know about him, and I want to know more about his life. And what I like about this is I was reading in an interview, John uh, Elton John told Taron Egerton, don't recreate his life, recreate his legacy or something. So they're not telling, like, a complete 100% adaptation of his life, which I find kind of interesting. They're telling more of a real-life kind of dream-esque, where it'll go from real life to a dream within the movie from what I heard. And I think that's really interesting, and I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to hear how they do the songs, how they perform them. Because in that, like, one-second or one-minute teaser trailer that they showed, it was him doing the Rocket Man song, and then he's, like, levitating in the sky. And I'm like, dude, that's visually so fucking cool. And I just can't wait to see the movie in May. I think it comes out. I would have never expected you to pick Rocket Man. So you are right. I was not ready for it. Um, <laughs> Me neither. That is so interesting. Uh, like, uh, honestly, but I know that the Queen biopic, Bohemia Rhapsody, did well. So if they're staying on this track record. They made like 700 um, million or some crazy yeah, shit you like know. that. And so to kind of shed light on Elton John's music, I mean, the man has been around for 
ever and has done multiple duets with famous singers of all genres throughout the decades. He still kind of continues to do his thing to this day. It's going to be interesting. I will admit I have not seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, but what? not get because the fuck I... out of the car right now. Please, please get out. Get out oh, of the car. I haven't seen right it either. Now. It's two against one. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus. He's just I'm done with us. He's like, my land's ruined. Guys, give me a second. Guys, give me a second to, uh, Take all this listen, listen. Oh listen, 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 listen. I hear it three times, neither one of you have seen it once. It's not because I don't want to see it, because I love Queen. I love Freddie Mercury, huge fan. I just haven't gone to the movie theater to go see it. Um, once it comes out, though, on digital HD, I will definitely be watching it. And from the reaction that you have, Ryan, uh, if I don't see it as soon as it comes out in digital HD, he may never talk to me again. But whoa, <laughs> yeah, it may it may be I'm one of those tragic so ends of friendship. I'm offended for Freddie Mercury. I'm, I'm offended listen. for Freddie Mercury. This, this is the thing. I grew up with a father who loved rock <laughs> music of all genres. Like, grew up listening to that shit while I was a child. Been listening to Queen my whole life, and so then you have these people which is great getting into Queen for the first time because of Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's like I've been known Queen. I've been known Freddie Mercury and his music. I've been listening to Bohemian Rhapsody ever since I came out of the world. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a song they were playing when I came out. Tia, like I ruined my lamp. I lost my faith in this podcast. He he shook (laughs) us. He is definitely I'm, shook you know right now. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, Freddie Mercury. I'm sorry. This is, I have offended thee. But, but I could redeem myself with Rocket Man. So we're definitely going to be all watching Rocket Man once it comes out. And I am definitely interested to hear your take on it, Ryan, to see if it does live up to what we've seen in the trailer. Um, Brittany's thoughts on Rocket Man. I mean, I like. I just now saw something about it. I had saw like a an up like a poster for it, and I was like, wait a second. I was like, so is this the next trend? Is this going to be the trend of like 2019 or you know 2020 around that time of like starting to do like these? Um, I'm trying to think of the word for it. What word did you a, a biopic? Is that what the word was? Basically, yeah. like. Like, is that going to be the next thing? Like, is it going to be Bohemian Rhapsody? That it's going to be Elton John? No, they're going to do one on Kiss. Are they? You know what I mean? Is it going to be the next trend? Which I'm okay with. I'm, I I like Elton John, so I would definitely watch that one. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet. I've been wanting to see it because I have a friend that's absolutely obsessed, obsessed with Queen like all through school and I asked her how it was and she said, oh, you know, I took it for how it was. You know, it was good. She goes, but I think her love outweighs where nothing's ever going to be good enough for it, and she's accepted that. But if she at least halfway liked it, then I'm sure I would absolutely love it. I think um, it definitely is. This is a trend of biopics for musicians and good musicians. Then I'm okay with it. Next thing they need to make like 
don't know, a biopic on Jimi Hendrix or something. Let's let's get that into play. But so yeah. number four, number four is going to be Rocket Man. Uh, Brittany, give us your number three. Well, it's one that's like I'm really, really intrigued by it. I, I really want to see the new mutants because, like, I'm so intrigued by the idea of, like, okay, I love mutants, and I love, like, the concept of, like, you know, them coming into their powers and all that good stuff. But what I'm excited for is that it's basically a horror spin on it. And every time I'll get excited about it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go look it up. You know, I'm wondering when it's going to come out, and it just seems like – we heard about it like early last year and it doesn't come out until late this year in August, which I guess isn't super late, but we were it's about too in far 2016. Late. If that makes oh, you Yeah. <laughs> and it was supposed I to just... come out last April. Oh wait, no, 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 no. The April before last. Sorry. It was like two Aprils ago. It was supposed to come out. But it got pushed to last summer and then this August. It's crazy. I'm just, like, so excited for it because Tia knows that I love, like, the stories of, like, a secret facility and, you know, experimentation and, like, you know, kind of like a closed environment type story where it doesn't have, like, a lot of outside uh, influence on it. So the concept of, like, mutants, but also horror and scary, and I'm, like, I'm totally into it. But the hard thing is just not knowing a ton, because I feel like even when I try to look up, I guess it's the mystery of knowing exactly what's going to be in it, because the trailers have been so short and kind of, like, not much information in them. Plus, with it being, you know, pushed back, I'm, like, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm ready to see what it's going to be about. Yeah, it's one of those movies, that and, like, Dark uh, Phoenix or whatever was one of those movies that seems like it was on the board but may never happen or at least may never get released just because of kind of everything that Fox was going through and all that shit. But it seems like finally we are getting those movies. We are getting new mutants. It's going to be interesting because the girl from, um, and now I can't remember her name, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones is going to be in it. And it's going to be super interesting to see her in that movie. And realistically, we're probably looking at the last movies that are going to be made under just the Fox studio with uh, the fact that, yeah, I don't think that a uh, Gambit movie that everyone keeps talking about is that's ever going to get made. That's not happening. It's not happening. It's, it's been talked about for years, and I'm sorry. Like, thank God it's not getting made. I can't with the whole idea of Channing Tatum being Gambit. Just no, no. But no, um, no. (laughs) New Mutants is definitely going to be interesting um, as a horror spin for the whole mutant thing, which makes sense. I mean, if you're going to have a horror movie with experimentation, yada, yada, yada. It, it's perfect. It's perfect doing it in the mutant capacity. They kind of touched upon that a little in Logan, because remember with those children and they were mutants and the whole experimental thing. So 
to kind of touch upon that more in New Mutants. I think it's going to be super interesting. Um, I look forward to it. I, I really do, especially since this is something that has been on the table for so long and essentially finished on the table for so long for it finally to be actually getting released. Um, it's going to be super interesting. The promotion around it, too, I think is going to be interesting. Ryan, what do you think about New Mutants? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm not going to say I'm excited for it, because I was excited for it the first time when they first got the trailer. Then they pushed it back two years, two whole years, and that kind of pissed me off a little bit. And then by the time, I'm just worried, because by the time this movie comes out, the movie's going to be completely changed from what we were supposed to get. The Marvel Fox deal would already be well on its way. No one's going to give a shit about these characters, because... We know they're never coming back because yeah. of the, the Fox Marvel deal. So why get invested into those characters? I hope they really hit it out of the park with the horror aspect and give it like a, a final hurrah because this is going to be the last action of movie under their their name. Because fuck Dark Phoenix. That movie's going to be bad. I already know it is. I've got no hope. I've absolutely got no hope. I'm sorry to say, but I've got no hope. The last time they got the Dark Phoenix... It shit itself. Apocalypse was terrible. And the the director for this movie is his first time directing, and I think it's one of the comic book writers, too. So that always makes me nervous. The only thing I'm saying is, you go or. Yeah? Go ahead, Brittany. Oh, I I was saying on a different point with. uh... He was talking about how it keeps getting pushed back and you have the initial excitement. I was going to say, do you remember when Destiny first came out and they kept pushing it back and kept pushing it back? And then everybody had such yeah, excitement. Yeah, the Fuck them. They don't care. They don't matter. Fuck them. <laughs> not good. And it's like, I just hope it's not something like that where it initially does come out and you're like, this is no, what I waited mean. for. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see the uh, again, as I said, the promotion around it, and also the feedback about it. It could be one of those things where people were initially really excited for it, but because the time has, I mean, can you imagine if these things were happening with like Disney Marvel? You know, like push back that much. Um, like, okay, I'm gonna give an example. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is now on hiatus. If they decide to bring that back, where, where would really the, you know, where would the excitement really be, you know? So it's kind of the same thing with New Mutants. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm still going to go to the movies to go see it. Um, and as you guys were both saying, as I said before, this is going to be the last movie under the Fox realm. So that's going to be... Let's see what happens here. So I think New Mutants is a solid choice for number three. I completely forgot that this movie was even coming out this year. So kudos, Brittany. Um, so I guess that I like means that I'm going <laughs> Uh, that means I'm going to take the number two spot. And, Brittany, I am so happy that you decided not to take this because I'm going to run with it. My number two is going to be American God Season 2. Coming out. Oh, I knew you March were going 10th. for it. 
coming out on March 10th, only three days before my birthday, which I'm turning 29, guys. All right, freaking old here, but American Gods, <laughs> American Gods season two is coming out. I am so excited. One, first of all, before I start on anything, one of my huge excitements for this is I love things that are kind of like a middle finger to other things because. Only a few months ago, as American Gods 2 was getting developed, you had all these articles coming out of how much of a mess it was and how it wasn't ever going to happen and how season two was in such trouble. And some of the actors, such as Ricky Whittle, were posting online pictures of all them happy and all them filming, and they were like, I don't know what these people are talking about. Everything's going great. And then we got the promotion at New York Comic Con. We got a trailer. We had recently the um, the marathon last Saturday where it was a rewatch of season one and a bunch of the actors uh, live tweeted with fans. And we got a teaser for the second season. This is just something that I am so excited for, so utterly excited for. It's such a weird, funky uh, series really just is the the aesthetic of it alone is just so cool. It's so out there. Um, don't know if anyone out there knows this, but American Gods, which is based off of the novel of the same name by Neil Gaiman, was originally supposed to be picked up by HBO. Um, and then that didn't happen, so it went to stars. And I do sometimes think how interesting it would be if HBO took a hold of it. HBO is the, you know, studio that does Game of Thrones, that does Westworld. So I think it would have done well, but would have would it have been as kind of crazy as it is on stars? I'm not sure. But you have such a solid cast for American Gods. I can go on and on. Ian McShane as as Mr. Wednesday is just so, so good. Every time he's on screen, I just get more and more excited. Obviously, Pablo Shriver's on there as Matt Sweeney. We have Ricky Whittle as Shadow Moon. Kristen Glover is utterly fantastic as Mr. World. We have you know, newcomers like Bruce Langley as Technical Boy. We had Gillian Anderson as Media. I can go on and on and on because this is such an amazing show. It's such a great cast that really gets into their funky and weird roles. I mean, there are some episodes that are just so strange and some scenes that are so strange, and for them to really run with it, it's just great. I mean, I can I can go on and on and on. Emily Browning is fantastic. You know, um, Orlando Jones, Yatede, um, who plays Dilquist, is just utterly fantastic. And, by the way, utterly fantastic in real life. Mm-hmm. I was kind of keeping up with her tweets on Twitter, and she is just such a huge supporter of the show and her fellow castmates, and that's utterly refreshing to watch, especially because a lot of these articles were saying how much the cast hated each other, and personally, I did not see that one. So American Gods Season 2, I know I'm rambling here, it's just how excited I am for the upcoming season. Brittany, I know that you're a fan as well. Please fangirl with me for Season 2. 
No, I, as soon as, like, uh, we were talking about doing this, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to avoid what Tia's going to do. What 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 is she going to do? I was like, obviously Punisher and obviously American Gods, and you did not disappoint <laughs> me. No, I, I'm ex- I am ecstatic, because, you know, the more we've talked about it and the closer it gets to it, it's just like... I don't know. It, you know how I am with TV shows. It, it's hard for me to sit and actually sit down and watch something and be interested and actually follow it through. An American <laughs> God one that I was like, okay, I got to buy the next episode. I got to get the next episode. I have to watch it like back to back. And it doesn't hurt that, you know, they're long episodes, but, you know, there's not a ton of them to go through. But I'm ecstatic. I'm ready for more Mad Sweeney. I'm more I'm ready for more Dead Wife. I'm ready for, uh, you know, I, and it's like, I, you know, and it's like the more I watch it, it's like, I do like Shadow Moon. I think he's an idiot, but yeah. I do love Mr. <laughs> Wednesday. I do love Mr. Wednesday. Mr. Wednesday just, like, takes the entire thing. So I'm ready for more of him. And it's like, I know I'm talking a lot about season one, but it's just why I'm so excited for season two. I want to see new media. I want to see, like, you showed me that clip for, uh, with Mr. World and Technical Boy, and I, you know, it's like Mr. World seems like such a such a fun loving guy, you know, so so calm and collected, and actually to see him like out of his element and very like uh, what's the word for it, uh, frazzled. I was like, okay, this is going to be in a whole new turn. There's going to be more gods. There's going to be more goddesses. It's like, I want to see what twist they put on, like, the mythology of all of it. I'm very excited. And I'm so excited that I honestly thought about trying to rewatch because I own every episode, just be like, I'm going to marathon it. Yeah, honestly, um, the day that they were actually live tweeting, I was out with my grandparents. And every once in a while, I'd be like, hang on, guys. And I'd look at my phone and, like, look at the live tweeting that was going on because – and it's just such a great show. And as you said, Brittany, it's going to be so cool to see Mr. World frazzle because we saw how calm and collected he was in season one. And uh, the old gods, Odin and Osara, did get one up on him in that season finale. So it's going to be interesting because the the new gods were so confident in their in themselves. And it's a little disappointing that uh, Gillian Anderson is not in it as media. But I am excited to see new media. I think that she's going to bring in kind of a new modern twist. Um, she's younger, so and there definitely looks like there's going to be a little bit of kind of back and forth funniness between her and uh, Bruce Langley's technical boy. That's going to be great. Um, I'm just so excited. It's so funny. We were kind of like joking around online where Shadow Moon, the whole entire first season, had no idea who uh, Mr. Wednesday was, and I was rewatching it. And remember that scene, Brittany, where. Uh, media is showing him how they could guide a rocket over North Korea and said it was the Odin rocket. And I'm like, Shadow, oh, I how know. Did not know. Like, Shadow, no, and how like, uh, it's kind of like even the, I can't remember what the Russian god's name was. Uh, Dark oh, or something? Yeah. 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 And yeah, he yeah. calls him like, what, like, Grim, like, uh, 
I can't remember the word. It's basically another word for Odin, and he keeps calling him that over and over again. And I'm like, Shadow Moon, you're so dumb. Thank God you're well, pretty. Even Vulcan had said to him, glad o' war. I mean, at any point, Shadow could have researched these names and seen who the hell he Google was. Google it. But it's, Google it. I'm also very excited to see Apollo Shriver get a better wig for himself because those, <laughs> who don't know, those who don't know originally Pablo was not meant to play Matt Sweeney. They had another actor who I can't remember at this moment, but the other actor did uh, film a whole week of it, but due to personal reasons had to step away. And since American Gods was already in the midst of filming their season one, they had to get someone in really quickly, meaning they couldn't order a wig that would fit his uh, bigger head, and so they had to cut it up to look like the mohawk that you see him in. So that's pretty interesting. So anyway, me and Brittany could probably rave forever about American Gods, and I feel bad that I'm leaving Ryan out of this. Um, Ryan, do you watch American Gods at all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched the first episode. That was it. That's all I've ever watched uh, or ever seen or ever wanted to see. Uh, and Ryan, honestly, I'm I've been sorry. thinking about going back and rewatching it since I literally don't hear you stop talking about it on Twitter. And I need something to watch after I finish watching Gotham. So I think I might <laughs> go ahead and like rewatch the rewatch like the season season one before season two comes out. I will admit that like sorry, go ahead, Brittany. I was just going to say, it is one of those shows that I've noticed that either people love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, or, like, I don't care for it. Because even my boyfriend, when he first started watching it, was like, uh, no. And ended up really liking it by the end of it, but wasn't that how Polly was to you? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, with um, American Gods is that the if you don't know the book, and you really walk into it really not knowing what type of show it is, the first the first episode is a little funky. I mean, we have Zilquist, uh essentially swallowing men whole in her vagina. Vagina so, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, then there you go. I mean, there's, that happens throughout the whole season. There's plenty to watch there. Yeah, you have to um, by a vagina. <laughs> I I mean it, it's a good show to rewatch and go over. I mean, every, me personally, every time I uh, go through it, I enjoy it. I love every episode. I I do wish that there were more than just eight episodes. I forget now if season two is going to have eight or it's going to have ten. Um, honestly, I've forgotten eight. at this point. But six, eight, okay. So they're keeping with that structure of eight episodes, which just means that we're cutting away bullshit a lot of times when you have in seasons where there's like 12. I can't remember the last time I've watched a show that's had like 24 episodes because it's too much. Now, now I appreciate no, shows. <laughs> I haven't. The last time I watched something that yeah, has you're going to hate my next episode. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Well, really quick. 
the only show right now that I'm watching that has that many episodes is Law and Order SVU. Besides that, everything's like 13 episodes or less. So anyway, we have spent a lot of time on a lot of time on American Gods. I'm gonna move on because I know that closer to and this is just kind of getting a little people excited closer to the date of American Gods season two coming out, we are going to have a whole show where we talk about the first season and our excitement about the second season. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, guys, since we are coming on to number one, I'm going to go over the list again. So these are the things that we are excited most about for 2019. Number 10 is, Avengers in uh I almost said Avengers Infinity War, my bad. Um (laughs) (laughs) It's just the best movie for the next three years. Um but for number ten we have Avengers Endgame, for number nine we have Blast, for number eight we have The Punisher Season Two, for number seven we have Shazam, number six we have New York Comic Con, number four. (laughs) <laughs> number five, uh, we have Amazon Prime's Hannah. Number four, we have Rocket Man. Number three, we have New Mutants. Number two, we have American Gods Season 2. And Ryan, you are getting number one. All right, so right now I'm going to throw an honorable mention because I was stuck between two different TV shows for 2019. So... My honorable mention is Brooklyn Nine-Nine real quick because uh. this, this show is fucking amazing. I don't know why Fox ever canceled it, but I can tell you I've never been the happiest white person in the world when NBC picked them back up because this show deserves so much more credit than it gets. I, I, it still amazes me that Fox canceled their show, that show. From what I know, is it's one of the best-rated shows Everyone loves it, and each season just keeps getting better and better. The comedy keeps sticking, and I, I just don't understand what they were going through their head when they canceled it. But it's fine. NBC picked up season six, 13 or 12 episode run. Then they extended it to 18 because that's how much confidence they have in it. And I, I just can't wait till the show comes back. It's been way too long since season five ended back in May, may I remind y'all. So I'm glad that's coming back next week, next Thursday. And I can't wait to see it. But my number I've one. I've been wanting to watch yeah, that. I swear to God, if one of you ever doubt me on this, is the Crisis on Infinite Earths event on the CW Arrowverse TV shows. Oh, my God. I don't know. Do you get, I forgot. I don't think you guys watch the Arrowverse TV shows, do you? Wait, what's your number one? Yeah, I didn't hear it either. Okay, so... The Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event on the CW Arrowverse TV show. Oh, okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Do you guys watch the CW TV show, Arrowverse TV shows? No. Um, I'm sorry. It's been a while. Oh it's my been a while. God. Oh, my God. Just stab me through the heart, God. Please. <laughs> oh, my God. So you guys know they have their annual, like, CW crossover event where all the shows come together to fight, like, a bigger threat, right? Yeah. You guys know that much? So this year was Elseworlds Elseworlds crossover. And 
the quote-unquote, like, uh, anti-hero, anti-villain, the monitor comes to Earth and gives our Earth the Book of Destiny. And he gives it to a doctor that rewrites history, and he tries to find the strongest people throughout the multiverse to fight and fix their own destiny and fix the timeline. So at the end of the CW crossover event, Oliver Queen makes a, a deal with the monitor. We don't know what it is, but we'll probably find out what it is either by the end of the season of Arrow or by the next crossover event. And the monitor said that our guys are worthy for the crisis that's coming. And if you guys don't know what the crisis on Infinite Earth events is in the comic books, it's this giant, giant war with the anti-monitor, which is a evil, more powerful version of the monitor that we saw in the CW TV show. And every single hero in the DC universe comes together to fight for the better. And in the end, Barry Allen, the Flash, runs so fast that he incinerates himself, evaporates himself from existence to save the world. And if you don't know, in the in the Flash TV show, in the year 2024, that's when Infinite Earth is supposed to happen because he quote-unquote just disappears. The red streak disappears and no one knows why during the crisis event. And at the end of this year's crossover, they did a little teaser saying, next fall. Which is weird because fall is not when they usually drop them. They usually drop the crossover event episodes like the first, second week of December, which I guess you can consider fall, but like most people consider fall like October, November, which seems kind of odd. So they're hyping it up. And I'm just like, I, I, I saw it and I turned up like, fuck yeah! That, that, that was me. I'm not going to lie. And I can't wait for this to happen. I swear to God, if they fuck this up, I will stop watching television. Because this is the event that I've been waiting for for like seven, eight, nine seasons of Arrow. And it's finally here. Oh, my God. It just gets me super excited because I love all the DC shows except for Black Lightning. The rest of them are really good. And I can't. I'm not not saying, give me a second. Holy fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's give him a second to like collect himself. I gotta, I gotta, yes. gotta catch my breath. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you okay there? I, feel, I feel bad that I haven't like watched these shows in a while. I stopped watching The Flash after season three, honestly. I stopped watching it. Believe me, my mom is honestly, it's like every couple of days she texts me and she goes, go watch the Elseworlds crossover. She is so angry that I still have not watched it. I don't blame you, Tia. So what I did, I accidentally rewatched all, all four seasons. Don't ask me how I accidentally. Accidentally. I accidentally watched all four seasons. So what I will say is, Season three is a lot better than season four. So if you watch it, season four is going to be a bit rough to get through. Because I thought it was the reverse. I thought season three was worse than season four. But after rewatching it, season four is worse than season three. But at, once you get through it, season five is really good. They, they're definitely redeeming themselves with the whole his, his future daughter coming back in time to meet her father. Because of the crisis on Infinite Earth events from him killing himself, 
before she was grown enough to recognize him. FYI. And it's it's fucking crazy. This season's really good. But season four added a really good character, Ralph Gibney, which is the elongated man in the comic books. He just stretches like fucking Tully Putty. Pretty much that's his power. But honestly, I think you should watch get back on it because it's so good to you. It's so good. I mean, that's like what my mom who watches these shows still, that's what she keeps telling me that like season five is good. The thing is, and you can ask Brittany, I loved season one and season two of The Flash. Tom Cavanaugh is brilliant, that whole like evil reveal in the first season. And then in the second season, when Teddy Sears, who you thought at first was playing Jay Garrick, then it was revealed that he was playing uh, Hunter Zolomon Zoom. Holy shit, that reveal alone where Cisco saw the helmet and this and that, oh my God, like still gives me chills how good it was. So that's the thing, that walking into season three, how dumb it was that the whole thing was the villain is really Barry. I was like, this is so stupid, and I can't. It just made me fall off of it completely. It really did. And then I watched a little season four here and there, and nothing of it was of interest to me. So that's the reason why I kind of fell <laughs> off there. But I do know that at some point I'm going to have to sit my ass down and watch Elseworlds because, it, first of all, it's all we were talking about on at Geek Vibes Nation here. Uh, every article that we were producing had something to do with Elseworlds, and not for nothing, I wrote a lot of them, and I still didn't go see the freaking crossover event. So, um, but I know that everyone from the people who watch the CWDC shows are super excited for the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, Brittany, do you still keep up with these shows? Because you were watching a little of them at some point. At some point, I was watching Arrow. Actually, like, somebody else was watching Arrow, and I just kind of, like, kind of sat there and listened to it. But right. I, I haven't really watched any of them. Because the thing is, is like, uh, I, I watched a little bit of The Flash because you loved it so much that you were so into it. And I, and I loved uh, the big reveal in the season one and everything. But after that, I, for, well, for one thing, I don't have, like, cable or satellite or any of those channels. Like, I just have... Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and so like the streaming shows. See, I'll I use the CW see. app for the shows now. I don't even bother with cable. Like, I don't even need it. But you if really I had it and I like get it, I I would probably keep up with them a little bit more. But since I didn't have the CW at all, it was kind of hard for me to keep up with those shows without spending a bunch of money to buy every single episode as it came out. But I know everybody's super excited about it. Like, I, I obviously, your sheer excitement at the beginning about how to take a break, <laughs> it, obviously, yes. But uh, as for me, I can be excited that other people are excited, but I haven't, I haven't watched any of it. Don't hate me. <laughs> it's okay. It's a frequent show that Ryan... Ryan mentioned something, and I say I haven't seen that before, um, so it's okay. But um, uh, that that's going to be a crossover event that I think is 
probably going to trump uh, Elseworlds just in hype alone. People are, I, I know from the reaction on Twitter that people are super excited for this. So Ryan's Crisis on Infinite Earths, am I saying that right? Infinite Earths? Okay, yes, that's our number one. That is our number one. This is a solid freaking list, guys. This is a solid list. When we first were doing this, I was like, huh, I wonder how this show is going to go. And honestly, this show is exceeding my expectations right now. We got so many great things, even just in this month alone with Glass and the Punisher. We got, you know, Shazam coming. It's going to be amazing. Um, So, really quick, since we do have a little bit of time and we do always like to do honorable mentions here, unfortunately, as I said in the beginning of the show, Kevin couldn't be with us because he was sick and he actually sent me a few things to mention and I'm looking at it, it's like no one mentioned any, not any of these, but no one mentioned a few of these, so I'm going to read off Kevin's honorable list here. Because it's a good list as well. So Kevin uh, Swear mentioned Aquaman on it. Oh. Aquaman is not on it. <laughs> okay, we all know how much good, Kevin likes Aquaman. But Kevin had Game of Thrones season eight. Um, yep, he yeah, mentioned uh, he event he mentioned Avengers Endgame. He has Star Wars episode nine. He is super excited ah. for Lion King. Uh, we got. Spider-Man Far From Home, Captain Marvel, Stranger Things Season 3, Walking uh, Phoenix is the Joker. He's excited about the Disney streaming service. And there is one on this list, and I'm like, Kevin, really? Kevin, I wish you were on here right now. I'm going to, like, rack on you a little. But what, one of them is he's looking forward to the sequel to Frozen. Oh, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> But honestly, to see Game of Thrones season eight on there does not surprise me. Kevin is a huge Game of Thrones fan, as am I, as am I. I am excited as well. I've it's never watched things. Game of Thrones. Oh, dude, 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 dude. It's so good. But I will admit. The, first, the problem is I don't want to watch episode, it because I know all the, the big things. Well, the the first episode is a little boring. I'm gonna tell you that because when I watched the first episode, yeah, I was like, I don't understand. I was like, I just thought I couldn't do it. But but the thing is, if you continue with it, it just takes off, and it is crazy. I binge watched that so much. Let me tell you, I was in the middle of binge watching Game of Thrones um, when the Defenders first came out. And I, like, watched The Defenders really quick and instantly went back to Game of Thrones because I was like, i got to finish this shit. I mean, me and my boyfriend sat down and watched. And for Brittany Nose Pauly, he does not really watch TV like that, but he stuck with it with Game of Thrones. We watched that shit in its entirety. It was great. Um, so definitely Game of Thrones Season 8 is coming out in April. It's going to be the final season. It's going to be... Pretty freaking crazy, honestly, with everything. There's definitely, I think, at this point, it's like a competition about how many deaths are going to be in it, Game of Thrones or Avengers Endgame. Probably just as many people are going to die at that point. So 
Uh, I'm depressed. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, great list here, except for the Frozen, the season two. Brittany, do you have any honorable mentions that you are excited for in 2019 that we did not get to cover? I'm trying to think. Because uh, sitting there, I was like, I was trying to think if there was any like video games I'm excited about. I was trying to think if there's any more TV shows. Uh, What's funny is like when I was like, oh, we're gonna do honorable bitches. I was like, I'm gonna do Game of Thrones, and then it was on the list. I was like, ah, you got me. Well, I'm gonna mention one show, and I know that Ryan's gonna make a comment because he made a comment about it when we did this like months ago, but. Uh, iZombie is coming out with its fifth season this year. It's going to be its last season. Um, uh, it's bittersweet for me because I really enjoy the show. And when it was renewed for a fifth season, I was excited. And then about a few days later, it was then revealed that its fifth season was going to be its last season. So that was disappointing. So iZombie is definitely something that I'm looking forward to in 2019. I know that it's not everyone's favorite. I know that people have their opinions on it, but to me, I love this freaking show. So sad that it's going to be ending. Um, Ryan, do you have any more honorable mentions that you want to shoot out? I've got one honorable mention, but I don't, I don't know if you consider it, but I want to say Gotham Season 5 real quick. Because... So I stopped watching Gotham at the beginning of season three, and I saw Gotham was ending at season five, and it looked like a fucking crazy season. So right now I'm rewatching the whole season, and I think I'm going to download the rest of it on Netflix and then watch it on my flight tomorrow, and hopefully I can finish it by then. Because it, I don't know, I the first two seasons are really good, and then I just wasn't digging season three at all for some reason, and I just stopped watching, and I kept waiting each year for it to come out on Netflix. And each season came out, and then I just kept forgetting about it. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's the last season. i got to watch it now. I had nothing to watch while I threw it on. I was just like, this show's so good. Why is they ending it? Fox is really just screwing up this year. First Brooklyn Nine-Nine-Nine Gotham? Damn. Uh, unfortunately, Fox cancels a lot of shit. I feel like that's kind of their, mo- uh, their M.O., a show comes out and it's actually good, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're canceling it. But the one thing I will have to say, and I'm, you know, this kind of goes for iZombie as well. Even though five seasons seem like not a lot, um, it's, it's solid. Lot. You know, it, it's solid because it's like you don't want a show like Supernatural Super that goes yeah. on for like for like oh twenty my God, seasons and needs that show already. They really do. You know, it, it, at this point, it just feels like they're beating a dead horse, and there's a, probably a horde of Supernatural fans that want to come from my throat right now. I, I stopped watching Supernatural when it first came out. I watched to, like, I, season seven or eight, and then I, I, I had to stop. It was just rinse and, and repeat with that show. Keep in mind, we're big Tia. We went to Houston like for a convention. For a whole season? Uh, I, I stopped watching um, season 11. I got through season 11, and after that, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, it's two months. They're, at this point, they're just looking for things. It's not natural. 
And at some point, I almost feel like, and this is going to be, like, kind of bold for me to say, but is it because the actors don't want to go to anything else? Are they afraid of going to anything else? You know, I mean, I don't understand why either of them, both Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, aren't like, okay, guys, let's, you know, wrap this up. Let's give it a good ending, because... I know a bunch of people who were really into it and have fizzled out because they're like, it's just too much. It's just too much. So, yeah. Um, so, again, five seasons, right, for Gotham, like, it's solid. And at least they're going out on a high note. That's important to be able oh, to tell yeah. a story. Oh, like every single villain. Yeah, at least it's not feeling like, oh, gosh, they're just looking for things now to do. Put so, it out of the yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, as much as, you know, maybe you'd like for these shows to continue, it's like at least it's getting a good ending. Um, I don't know. That's just how I feel personally about it. So, guys, this is a great, great show. Um, I'm going to read over our list one more time just because I really like it, guys. I'm really excited. So for the things that we're looking forward to most in 2019, we got Avengers Endgame, Glass, The Punisher Season 2, Shazam, uh, New York Comic Con, Hannah, Rocketman, New Mutants, American Gods Season 2, and for our number one, The Crisis on Infinite Earth which uh, Ryan was super, super, super excited about. Um. <laughs> Real quick, whenever, when all of us go see Shazam, when the title card pops up, you have to scream, Shazam! As if you're reading the title because of the exclamation mark and scare the shit out of everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm serious. Every time, like, say I write an article for Shazam, I just want to start out the article in bold, like, capital letters, Shazam, just because it's so much fun to freaking say. Um, Zachary (laughs) Levi is going to freaking kill it. Like, I'm so excited that he's, like, kind of now becoming, like, the new face of DC. I love it. Like, let's give Zachary Levi more shit to do because... He's hilarious. Oh, for anyone... Can I do one more honorable mention? Go for Before it. Go know. for it. The Witcher. I totally forgot about it. The Witcher on Netflix. That show's going to be great. Oh, oh yeah. That's going to be I, I really good. Really I, I saw that photo of Henry Cavill in his tank top in, like, fucking Austria with his Audi or something. And I'm like, oh, The Witcher! <laughs> Yeah, I just want to throw that yeah, out. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. Uh, you know, I'm just excited for him to get more shit. Oh, my God, Brittany, I still have not watched Mission Impossible Fallout. You Maybe need to. Oh, I need to put on put that on today. Yeah. Because, uh, well, the you thing is, it came to. out, it was, it was like $14 on Google Play, and I'm like, oh, Oh, the fourteen bucks is so much. It's worth the fourteen dollars. I paid twenty five to see it in reclining chairs, and it was the best experience of my life. <laughs> Definitely gonna watch it. Henry Cavill is getting shit. Like him, not you know whether he is or isn't Superman anymore. That's clearly not hindering his career. Like What'd you say? 
still a good actor. I don't give a shit what people say about him. I like him. He's daddy. That's who he is. He's daddy. He is daddy. I like him too. He is. He is. We're the, the moment that we can all agree on. <laughs> I want him to save my life. And, like, he could do I, it, too. an option, like, say I was in a building in Gotham, and, like, Batman was on my way, I tell fucking Batman to stop and let me die. Let Superman save me. <laughs> oh, that's some true, like, Henry love. Listen, Bro, I thought that he was I'm, a I'm good a Superman. I'm a civilian. Can I tell you guys that I didn't even know he was British, right? I was like, are you kidding me? Like, none of the, like, none of the good male actors are freaking American. They're all, like, British. They're all British. Like, you know, they're all British. Every time you say (sighs) someone, it's like, oh, that person's definitely, like, no, 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 British. All British. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. British, 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 British. British. Uh, British. <laughs> Tom Holland, British. All of them, British. I mean, I'm not complaining about Tom Hiddleston. Saying. British. At this British? point, all at this point, all we have are Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. That's it. I mean, I'm okay with it, and but that's it. That's, that's all, all we, we need. Have. Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chrissy. When is the new Jurassic World coming out? Is that this year? Not that anyone really is looking forward to it like, that much, considering it's all kingdom. Was... Oh, wow. That's far. Holy yeah, thank shit. God. So they know how to make a good fucking Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> I, I just so many people got mad at me for making out my number one worst movie of the year. It's funny. Yeah, I just didn't like it. I don't know. But all right, guys. Anyone else have any honorable mentions that they want to throw out there? Nope. 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 Not a. I think. I. Th- you know what's kind of unfortunate and sad? I was sitting here and I was thinking about it, and obviously we mentioned The Punisher season two. No one seems to be excited for Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones yeah. I can care less. I'm gonna be honest. I season second. two was season two was such a disappointment that no part of Compared me is excited. Like if they're if they're going to you know, if this is it, which it this is obviously this is it for Netflix <laughs> and Marvel, they should end on the Punisher season two. Like end on a high note. I, I, no one is excited for season three of Jessica Jones. Fuck it. I, I just think that, uh, I don't know. Season two is such a disappointment. I don't know really anyone who is that much of a fan of it for them to be excited about a season three. So, obviously, that did not make our list here. So, um, all right, guys. You know, thank you so much for joining me this morning for our top 10, what we're excited about in 2019. Ryan, where can we find you? Twitter at Ryan underscore Wardak. And you're going to write that escape room uh, review, which I'm excited to read about. And you also have a vacation coming up. Ryan is unfortunately... 
Ryan's unfortunately not going to join us next week, which I'm going to uh, leak it out right now. Next week is going to be the top ten uh, Punisher moments as we are preparing for oh, Punisher season no. two. Oh. I know, I know, Ryan. I'm sorry, but it's a week before the second season comes out, so I gotta do it. But if you wanna, what like what Kevin did, if you wanna send me a list of what you want to talk about, I will mention it on that show. That show is gonna be all, right, all two right hours. Mention the final fight between Billy and uh, Frank when he just. Fucking cheese grates his head on the glass. That's the only thing <laughs> I want to know. My emotions are that, and I want you to read them. <laughs> uh, that's I think is the perfect um like comparison and metaphor the cheese grating because that's really what it's like. He goes up can't. and down all around. It's, it's great. Oh, I I I still can't look at that scene. If I go back and rewatch the Punisher season one. I have to turn away because that was so like horrible, horrible looking. Oh my god! But Ryan, we will miss you next week. But you will be in Cali, so you you'll be too. having a lot of fun. Um, and Brittany, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, and it, I think they're both the same. It's Brittany with an A N Y underscore Hegel, H E I G L E. And, yeah, you can find me there. And you can find me, guys, on Twitter as well, apparently the epicenter for all. Um, my name is Tia, T-I-A, Fabi, that's F-A-B-I. I write a lot for Geek Size Nation. I do these top tens. It's going to be great. We have this year for Geek Vibes a lot of review shows coming up. We just did one for Black Mirror Bandersnatch, and we're going to be doing um, probably the Punisher Season 2 review after. We're going to be doing an American Gods uh, hype kind of uh, show. So we got a lot of really exciting stuff coming up this year in 2019. Thank you again for those who joined me, my awesome, awesome co-hosts today, Ryan and Brittany. Kevin, we miss you. Thank you again. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Peace out.